Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to That Sim Life Podcast. I am your host, Banks. Uh, we are coming to you right after one of the most, uh, I don't know how to even put it, I would say the most entertaining, most wild off-seasons in years, years, years in the Sim League. Um, I'm joined tonight by Dirty. Dirty, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's been a while since we've had you on as a full-time guest, but people really love you, so we're excited to have you back. Oh, I appreciate it, man. I just cooked up some cheese tortellini and sipping on some Moscato, so just uh, relaxing on a Saturday. Glad to be back. Oh, we're glad to have you, man. And uh, our other partner here for at least a little while, and he may get distracted here in a few minutes when Wilder gets on, but um, we are going to welcome Odin to the podcast. Welcome, Odin. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Glad to be back. Yeah. Enjoying this podcast thing lately, so I thought, hell, why not? All right. So, um, with that being said, we are, uh, you know, we I touched on it a little bit. It's been a wild, wild, wild off season. Um, you know, lots of moving parts in the sim league. We've lost a bunch of uh, GMs. We've gained a bunch of GMs, and we're going to dive into that. Um, and I think we should dive into that right now, actually, since it is the biggest topic of discussion. Um, I think the most uh, famous release of his duties was RV. Um, Odin, do you uh, have any thoughts on RV and that whole saga? Um, for those who are not aware, RV kind of got caught in a little bit of a fib. And instead of manning up, he doubled down and soup fired his bitch ass. Um and he's been replaced since. So your thoughts, uh, Odin, on, on RV and, and that whole situation? Uh, I don't know. I can't get a read on that guy. I mean, RV. What the fuck, what the fuck is his deal? I, I mean... When he was first saying, people were texting him to... Or, Messaging him, telling him to quit. I had no reason not to believe him. You know, I believed it because, well, frankly, I've told a lot of people to quit before myself. So, you know, it was very believable. But it, it, it was weird to see it go down the way it did. But uh, ultimately, we've got one of the more apathetic GMs out of the league now. I like the guy. I think, but hopefully the new guy is going to be better. Well, he trusted in you enough to share that information as well. I mean, from what I understand, he, as he was telling me about him getting three PMs in succession, pretty much at the same time, all telling him to quit because of his horrendous trade with you. Um, 
you know, he also said that he was speaking to you about that. So he obviously trusted you enough, Odin, whether you liked him or you didn't. He he did. Uh, no, he did. I mean, I, I did. It's, I do like the guy. It's just after this, you know, I don't. I, I'm I'm just not sure what I'm thinking right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, just from a GM standpoint, I think it's an upgrade, no matter what you did, because I don't think he was very uh, active on the trade market. Obvious, I think he's he's had the worst track record of that, um, and I don't I don't know if he really ever understood how to how to build a, a proper team. Um, Dirty, uh, your thoughts on RV and, and how everything went down and the drama surrounding it? Uh, anything that involves RV, I try to uh, ignore. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> honestly, like I said, I don't even care. I, the league might actually be better without him, to be honest. It's just really funny to me that I tried trading Chitwood for two years for one single pick when he was still like 32, and he was pretty much said he wouldn't do it. But then he turns around and does a trade like that, and then when he knows he effed up, he tries to, you know, say some other stuff to get around it. Or I don't exactly know what happened. But I, if this GM is any better than RB, the league's better for it. That's for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think the bar is set very high. Go ahead, Odin. My fault. I loved how he tried to avoid, uh, avoid that a reason deal after being fired. That was pretty funny. Well, he straight up declined the deal. I mean, he said yeah. that he wasn't going to do the deal, that he didn't like that Hibbert was included and that you never had discussed it. He said that he did reach out to you to uh, work a work it out so it could be processed, but that he didn't want to do it with Hibbert. So, um, you know, so yeah, that... I, mean, that, I, I found the a way to make it work, but Steve didn't want to do that because RV would have had to make another deal to fill a team, and we knew that wasn't going to happen. So, Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like I said, the bar has not been set very high in in the land of the Hornets. Um, so I don't think... Uh, there's going to be much that he needs. The new GM needs to do to uh, replace him. Um, one guy, and RV's been a vet. He's been part of the group since 1.0. I think he's had some drama. He's had a lot of drama for not being very active and not being very successful. Um, I remember in 1.0, him and Dump in the Tim Tim Duncan deal, where uh, I think Dump went on to say that you know RV paid him for Duncan. Um, you know, he, he went on and said that for a while. So, you know, RV's had a, has a checkered past, um, you know, wish him the best. I do want to, uh, go on record and apologizing to RV if he listens to this podcast down the road or whatever, someone passes it along to him. I was out of line to bring up the cancer money, the, the money we researched. I feel bad about it. I should have never done that. <clears throat> he did a moment stuff. So my apologies to you. Um, I reached out via text message to him. He didn't respond, but I felt like let me put it out there so everyone could hear it, at least as part of the uh, Sim League that was around. So, you know, once again, apologies out to RV for that. Um, let's move on to um, some cool news about GMs moving. I mean, a little bit of a downer with Dilworth leaving us, but um, Ward came uh, and replaced him. So we got one of the veteran OGs to return to our league, uh, replacing an OG in Dill. Um, Dirt, your thoughts on getting Ward back and, and him – uh, entering the land of the West. Yeah, it's a it's a good thing. It's kind of a bittersweet. Uh, I'm very sad to see Dill go. He's 
He seems to be a real stand-up guy. And uh, unfortunately, never met him in, in person, never done anything with him. But, you know, from his trips that he's put online and kind of spoken about, and he's uh, he seems like a pretty pretty cool guy. But uh, it's good to see Ward back as well. He's one of the one of the top tier GMs, and it's nice to see him come back with, uh, you know, now that we have some of the the guys we've had for the last couple of years. You know, you got Petey and Mark Cuban, you know, with Hebes, and it'll be fun to, uh, you know, see how that all meshes. And you know, he's not, uh, you know, obviously a real talkative guy, you know, to some of those guys. But I think. Uh, the respect will finally get into there and have a little more competitive league. I feel like this season is going to be very competitive. There's been a lot of trades, a lot of people trying to get their teams better. So it's going to be pretty interesting. I, I think this is one of the most competitive, uh, you know, uh, seasons, I guess you can say, while there's not that many tankers. You don't see very many five, seven, you know, win teams anymore. There's a lot of people that are starting to realize how difficult it is to actually have an elite player and instead of just trading them off for seven picks, you try to see what you can do, you know, and get lucky kind of like uh Hispanic dump did this past season. Um, it's pretty exciting to see Ward come back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Odin, <clears throat> you were commissioned when I think Ward was still part of the league. Um, your thoughts on getting him back and your feelings with Dill leaving us? Well, I really hate being the only Bama fan left in the league. Uh, that, that that part kind of sucks. And I like Dill, but I don't know. Ward is a great GM, great GM, and uh, he's going to add a lot to the league. And uh, I, I can't think of a better addition. Yeah. I, I, I legitimately can't. He, he He's not controversial in any way. I mean, any of the other you know, elite GM from the past would have could have come in and you know been O or something like that. You know, and yeah, you know, I I don't mind someone that's just going to come in and do the job and do it well. And you know, I like <clears throat> another GM. I think that most of the league, on a personal level, loved um, and had a lot of affection for was Yawn and his uh, Yonics. He's also left us. I think, um, you know, kind of was an awkward situation that led to his departure. There was conversation of, you know, GMs that some people thought would should be on the chopping block, and his name came up, and the discussion had, was had, and he, he showed up in shout mid-discussion and kind of just relinquished the team, um, you know, to, you know, for the better part of, uh, you know, just for the betterment of the league as a whole. I think everybody loves John and Shout, and I think he loves being in Shout. I just don't think he liked doing the whole team shit. So we've we've moved on from Yon. But uh, Odin, your thoughts on Yon? I already like him so much better than I did when he was a GM. <laughs> was he a pain in the ass as a as a GM? Oh my god! Uh, I mean. Not really. I mean, he did his shit usually, or he didn't. Uh, but uh, I, he just wasn't good at it. it, it again, it, it comes back to this apathy thing that I always go to. and You know, shedding some of that is always going to be good for the league. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, I, I think as I pass this over here to, to Dirt and let him touch on 
on you know Yon's run here. Um, I think the league got a little stagnant, a little bit boring, a little bit lifeless. Um, one thing this offseason did was bring fire back to it, which is great. I mean, you can you can love it or you can love certain aspects of what went down the last you know couple days. But um, at bottom line is there's still a lot of emotion invested into this league, and that was good to see. But uh, dirt, your your thoughts on Yon leaving us? I mean, it's going to be sad to see him go just because he's a pretty funny guy when you do get to actually talk to him. And I remember the one time he got on the podcast, it was, it was a pretty good podcast. And with him involved, just kind of some of the stuff he says, I don't know. He's just, uh, I've never had a problem with him. I don't think, normally if I do text him, he texts his right back, you know, yay or nay. He don't really just drag stuff on. He's either has a, he has a stance on something and holds to it. So you don't see a lot of GMs like that. He, he's, Unfortunately, you know, when he did do trades, it kind of made his team worse, worse off. I feel kind of bad for the new guy not having his picks the next couple of years. Uh, but, yeah, it's sad to see him go. Like I said, he's, um, I had never had a problem with him, even as a, when I was a commission. He always got his stuff in, and if it was running, you know, towards the deadline, I could just shoot him a text and just be like, hey, do you want – free agents do you want to do this or this and he'd always you know oblige to make the make the league run quicker and without any complaints so uh like i said man sad to see a, a guy that we've kind of been bullshitting with for for quite some time like you yeah. said he'll, he'll be around a little bit more and maybe if we do need a gm he'd be willing to kind of come back so uh it's a seems like a good thing and a bad thing you know like i said it's another bittersweet moment yeah, absolutely. Well, um, you touched on it. <clears throat> We've got some new guys, some brand new guys, and we have another GM that left in JHB, but honestly, I, I wouldn't even want to spend another second talking about him. So let's talk about his replacement. Uh, MJ has returned back to the league. Um, along with MJ, we got uh, two brand new additions to the league. Um, one of those gentlemen are uh, it's Delop. Delop is running the Sonics for Yon. He's taking over that that role right there. And then our other new GM is in Charlotte. He's replacing RV, and that's Fecta. Uh, guys, I don't know if you've had any interaction. Obviously, you've all had interaction with MJ. Um, we've already touched on Ward. But, yeah, obviously, MJ returns to to run the Magic. Fecta gets the Hornets, and Delop gets the Sonics. Have you guys talked to the new guys? Uh, your thoughts on those three GMs returning? Uh, Dirt, I'll let, you, yeah, I'll let you in on it first, man. Go ahead. Well, like I said, I really I haven't been able to speak to any of them. I, you know, I know I'm not as active in Shout, but I I still get on the website as much as I as I did. I just kind of watch from afar, I guess you can say. I always look at my team every day and try to get on and look at Shout and everything like that. But um, I haven't got to see the new guys. I'm curious what MJ is going to do. Um, I've been trying to look at his team to see if I could rape him, but I haven't been able to do that. Um, but he still owes his championships to me, and uh, so I should have three rings, three more rings with those magic, you know, uh, championships. But um, with the other guys, it's, I just don't know anything about them. I'm not a main board guy, you know. I just came in the, came in the league through soup, so uh, it'll be interesting. Like I said, I'm real curious to see how involved they are. We've added GMs in the past that's turned into great, you know, GMs. It's been, you know, just. The good thing about 4.0 is is having you know face on join Pete join Heaves join, uh, you know even Ank to join. Hell, I, I don't like them, but 
Eric's in there doing a lot of uh, lot of shit to, you know, brings to the table. I'm not an analytics guy. I'm just more of a I'm gonna look at this guy's rating and his numbers and blah blah blah. So I understand why other people appreciate what he does with all the numbers. But when I look at it, it looks like Spanish. But uh, <laughs> I, it's a uh, I think it's gonna you know it's good to get some fresh blood in the league. Uh, sometimes it works out to where uh, it's, a, it's a really good addition. Uh, Odin, I know that you, uh, um, well, I mean, I, I also, we got Tyler back, so I, I don't want to leave Tyler out of this conversation. So if you want to chirp, chirp in on Tyler, that's fine too, because, you know, he had, uh, he's been in for a while. He's not part of the newcomers, but he is a new addition, uh, per se. But, um, Odin, have you gotten the chance to talk to Dellup or to, uh, to Fecta, I, I got to speak to both of those guys, and it seems like at least Fecta has some past experience in a league like this. He had mentioned to me that he'd done, he, he played in a league like this a while back, and he was looking for another league. So, you know, I don't know if it was basketball or if it was baseball or what sport it was, but it was similar to this, he said. And then Delop seems to have, you know, either learned on the fly really quick as he was waiting but he seems to be having a smooth transition thus far. Uh, your thoughts on, on the new guys? Well, I haven't had any interaction with Fecta at all yet. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think I've pretty much raped that roster as much as I can. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to leave him alone for a while. Not send him up. Welcome to the league. If you need any help or advice or whatever bullshit method, you know, one of those things. But uh, I did uh, agree to that deal with Delop, and uh, and for various reasons, it, it had to be voided for now, although I think I'll probably go back and do it anyway. Um, he seems very active and really into the league so far. And I'm happy to see that. I hate seeing that fucking logo, though. It's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> well, bad logos aside, um, I, I think we all wish those guys some good luck moving forward. Um, and we also have a caller on the line. Sugar Sean uh, is is joining us from, uh, you know, the land of Cleveland. Sean, how are you doing, sir? I am doing well. How's everyone doing today? Uh, we're doing great, man. We just started jumping into this, uh, you know, off season. We've touched on some of the the drama of RV. We've touched touched on some old and new GMs. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. I was running a little bit behind because I stopped and cut some Pokemon when I was getting some food. Oh man, don't run off the road trying to get a Pokemon, man. Oh no, no, no. I just I I just leave it running. Uh, at, to the side while I'm actually driving and then I'll like stop and pull over somewhere when I know there's a pokey stop. <laughs> a fucking pokey stop. Unbelievable. That we game gotta is awesome. get a fucking Pokemon segment in here so I can make fun of all you motherfuckers. Listen. Um, pokey lives matter, guys. You don't need to catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dirt, uh, Dirt was at a bar, right, last night and it was everybody on their phone fucking with the Pokemon uh, game. Dude, uh, it's what I don't know. I call it a freaking hot spot. What is it? A pokey stop or something like that? Yeah. It, and it, this bar was, and a couple of my buddies, they're like real big into it. You know, they're about four years younger than me, so they've been, um, you know, they're just way more into all the like the Dragon Ball Z Pokemon kind of stuff. And 
um, I, I was like, hey, man, we need to go to the bar tonight. And like, oh, I'm pulling into Western Place. And my one of my best friend's cousin works there, of course. He's, and then his brother works there. So I was like, all right, I'll go up there. And he's like, well, just to warn you, it's, gonna be, it's a pokey stop. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. So I roll in. It's a fucking $5 cover. And I'm like, y'all motherfuckers. All right. So I'll go in. And there's literally like, there's one really long bar. So I walk up to the left side. And there's literally like six of them on their phones playing it. And like two people behind behind them playing on it with their little lure, lures going off and shit. And. I've never seen somebody try to catch one of these motherfuckers. It's funny watching them, like, spin their finger around like it's a, you know, giant butthole on the screen. <laughs> and then flinging something on it. It's like, I'm like, oh, my God. And I look over, and there's, like, seven more on the other side of the bar. And I'm like, what the fuck did I just get into? And then everybody keeps walking up, like, oh, hey, man, what's going on? Oh, yeah, man. Brushed out their phones. And I was just like, this is this is ridiculous. So I had like two beers, and I was like, "All right, guys, I'll see y'all back at the house. I'm gonna go watch some Harry Potter." So that's what I did. I mean, if that bar owner was up on his shit, he should raise the cover because if that's a Pokemon stop, he could be really raking in the dough with guys. Uh... They, the bounce, like I said, my uh, he's my buddy as well, but when I, you know, he's he's the bouncer there. So he said like he'll go in the freaking parking lot to catch a couple, and he sees like three or four cars out there. And then they'll, like, see him and drive off real quick. And it's just a lot of people. He's saying a lot of people are just pulling in there and in the parking lot and trying to catch these some buckets, these ciphers and wonkas and onyxes, whatever it's, they're called. It's unbelievable, man. Apparently the server went down for a couple of hours across the United States for some players in, in, U, in the U.K. And people were having fucking meltdowns well, today. So. he said they, like, have 20 uh, today – they uh, launched it for like 20 different countries or something. Yeah, so in Europe today. Yeah, they're saying that that's possibly the reason why the servers were kind of down throughout the day, just because they it's just a lot more people on it. Yeah, it's just unbelievable, man. That game I'm feeder is... dug in. I'm not downloading that shit. <laughs> I've been asking. I've been asking questions and stuff. I think it's freaking hilarious. I just give them a hard time. Yeah, but... I don't. I've I've downloaded the game. Um, I'm at the infant stage. I think I'm at level five. I don't really understand it outside of throwing a ball at a character and they they fall inside this ball. And then I don't know what you do with these balls. I don't know what you do with these characters. I don't I don't know. There's a gym that I don't have access to. And then nothing's around my house, so I'm not sure how I'm supposed to play this game at my house. I guess I'm going to have to drive to fucking the city 15 minutes away so I can do things with this game. I don't know. It's to me, it's kind of ridiculous. I, I'm probably going to bail on it pretty soon. But, um, yeah, I, I conceded to peer pressure, and I downloaded the game. Odin, are you playing the game? Oh, absolutely. But uh, being, like, in the city makes it uh, much easier to play. Yeah. Uh, being out in the rural area would be brutal. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much 15 minutes out of a city, quote-unquote, and so there's nothing there. And then, of course, my job is located in a town with, like, 4,000 people. So, um, yeah, we there's there, there ain't jack shit out my way. Um, yeah, so I, I, it's just not going to be something that I probably end up staying uh, really hyped about. So, But Sean, Sean's all about it, man. Got it running in his car, pulling over, picking up Pokemon. What level you at, Sean? 17. Holy shit. 
So what, I mean, as you gain levels, do you just gain better Pokemon? Like, do you fight these Pokemon? Like, what's the point? What's the end game of this? Um, I guess, yeah, to fight the gyms and stuff, but I don't know. I haven't really done too much of that yet. I've just been catching them so far. So basically you catch them, build an army, and then go to war somewhere? Pretty much. Just, just, just uh, think about the Pokemon theme song. I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Um, that's what you're trying to do. That's pretty much what I'm aiming for right now. All right, can yeah. I stop? We'll just stop y'all for one second. What rounds while they're knocking this fucker out? I'm going fourth. Uh, yeah, I, I think third. He's got like a firework burn on his fucking arm or something. I didn't realize that. Who, um... What channel is the Wilder fight on? Is it on pay TV or is it on no, cable? It's on Fox. It's on Fox. Fox Sports? No, just Fox. No, it's regular Fox. All right. Yeah. Um, he's fighting somebody that's pretty tough, though. I mean, this guy's not a pushover who he's who he's going to. He, he's fighting. Uh, he's like 36 and 4, Ariola uh, or whatever. He's like yeah. big boy. I mean, he's Wilder's a monster, man. Well, for sure, yeah. For sure. I think his his last win, I swear, I thought it was his last one where a guy had to get stretchered off. It might have been two two fights ago. But the dude's wife was all, like, going crazy, and, like, they had to get the damn stretcher out. It was freaking... Dude murders people, like, almost literally. Yeah, he's, um... He's he's they've been bringing him along slowly. I was telling that to Odin. Like they haven't been pushing him or rushing him into some huge fights. They've been letting him develop, which is really nice. Because a lot of times in boxing, sometimes they'll they'll rush these prospects up, but they're letting him slowly come along, which is really badass and pretty cool. So, uh, you know, he's got a good uh, he's got a good team around him. That's for sure. So, where, what's the projection, everyone? Odin, you're you're a Bama boy. Where do you think Wilder's going to do? What round? Uh, three. Third round. Sean, you follow the game? You follow the sport? Uh, no, I don't know what we're talking about. All right, we're going to leave you out of this. Where, what do you think is going on, uh, Dirt, where you see this one ending? Dirt, you there? Yes, I'm sorry, I had it on mute. Uh, I said I'm going round four. Fourth round? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to... badass trunks on. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's gonna. It's he that uh, this dude's gonna hang in there. I think he has a pretty good chin. I'm gonna think that he's gonna push Wilder, but I think it's gonna probably end in the eighth. He's gonna end him later in the round, later in the fight, because that dude can bang. Um, he's not bad. He was hyped up as one of the better prospects coming into this a while back. So I'm gonna say this fight might go a little while. Uh, with that said, Sean, uh, your thoughts on new the, the, all the GM changes and everything that's been going on? Um, it's been a lot of a lot of action in the uh, sim league. Uh, I, I came in and I heard you guys talking about the tail end of it, but yeah, no, uh, Delap I think has been uh, catching on and doing well pretty quickly. Um, he's been making some moves that I thought were pretty nice so far. Uh, the other guys, I don't I don't think they've made too much too many moves uh, so far, so I don't really know what to think of them just yet. But um, good to get some new blood in, and interested to see how everybody does. But yeah, like I said, other than uh, the lap. I think he's made some nice moves and just interested to see what everybody else does. I think right now they're just kind of getting a good feel for it and kind of watching. Yeah. 
That's unbelievable, man. Um, your thoughts, Sean? I'm gonna I'm gonna go to you here first, Sean. We had a flurry of moves, and without really jumping into every move or, or every every single trade, because there's way too many to really dive into. Odin or, is a god. I mean, my goodness, <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's I'm gonna we're gonna start with Odin. We're just gonna start with GMs at this point, and Odin, without a shadow of a doubt, did work the last few days. Um, Obviously, you touched on a little bit uh, your feelings on Odin, but, uh, uh, you know, your general impressions on, on all the work he did. I mean, it was just so impressive. I mean, especially seeing everything he got from Dump to take on Koozie, and then he put that masterpiece together. I mean, that was incredible. Um, so I, I was very, very impressed uh, by that, uh, especially, like I said, after getting those picks from Dump to take on that contract and then getting rid of him without uh, having to really give up. I think he gave up a second and Dump Bucks is really all he gave up. Very impressed. Yeah, that that uh, is like, the, I think Ode and I were speaking and he called it the Mona Lisa or something along those lines. It is, it is perfection. Uh, my first reaction, though, that is... is- that was actually Taco's words. Not oh, those were Taco's words? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, Odin had texted me, and he's like, did you see the trade? And so, of course, I'm like, uh-oh, like some craziness happened. So I looked, and I start scrolling down on my phone, and I'm like, trade one, trade two, trade three, trade four, trade five, trade six, trade seven. Mm-hmm. And I instantly said to myself, before I even read any of the comments, I hope to God this money works because this will be the fucking point where Soup commits suicide. I really hope this shit works. <laughs> and amazingly, you know, you pulled it off. So, uh, you know, props I, I to you. I Soup and said, I'm sorry, I love you. Yeah, Soup's been on the edge, man. He's He's been frustrated the last few days. <laughs> he's blurted out so much. So when I saw a seven-trade a four-team, seven-trade uh, op, I was just like, good Lord and mercy. Uh, Dirt, your thoughts on, on the moves Odin's made? Obviously, the dump deal has kind of been up there. He somehow ended up getting two first-round picks out of Paula Reason. Um, he got three first-round picks out of a buyout. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, you know, Odin did work. Uh, obviously, I think without a shadow of a doubt, he's probably wins GM of the year regardless if he does not make another move the rest of the season. Um, but with that being said, you know, your overall thoughts on what what uh, Odin has done. I thought, I mean, trading Arena, Arena shit, Artes for two picks was solid as well. One of the things that you haven't, you know, noted yet. But it is, Odin, do you have your pick for next year? I do. I do. Okay. Trading Arena yeah, that's key because that one of those shitty picks allowed me to dump Overton on the JW dumbass. But and didn't you trade him to over Overton to buy out too? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That that that's so. See, man, I try to get somebody to buy out two of my players the last like three years, and nobody would even like budge. So that's impressive in itself. But yeah, that I didn't know if you had your pick this next year. I, yeah, it's definitely a, a masterful job of trade. I think you know. As somebody that trades a lot as well, I mean it's it's you know it's, it's impressive when you can dump your team and get a shit ton of picks like that. I, you know, I, I dumped a few players and I was able to to you know take on some contracts and then try to tell people like, hey, the only way for me to do this is for you to take on this contract, and they would be like, oh, okay. So 
I got kind of lucky there. And but uh, yeah, it's always very uh, very good to see a GM that's active enough to get their team in the right position. You know, it's a perfect I, draft. I, 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 I had well, one good player on my roster, and Artest, who is, I, I don't know about Artest. There, there, there is no reason, no reason I should uh, have what I have today. Not whatsoever. Well, I mean, let's be honest here. You, you got major help from Tyler. He was, he helped facilitate a lot of those early moves for you. Um, yep. You know, and gave you a little bit of leeway. I think the reason for two first round picks was the big step forward. No one's smart enough to do two even picks for a reason, though. Even if you throw that one out. The reason's freaking. T- I don't know how. Because I was like, oh, he gave up a reason. Hell, I, I everybody's dogging him. But I was like, dude, he's going to. Looks like he's on his down slope. I don't think you can only give him away for free, except for RV on. A freaking crack cocaine decides to do something for first time in six months, and it's garbage. Well, the thing is this. Like, I was critical of the move from Tyler's perspective because I was like, dude, it's at the end of this – it's like the end of the season. at the deadline. He doesn't have a ton of – there's not a lot of guys that have the cap room or the, the dollars to make something work. You're way better off waiting to the off season and trying to find a sucker – like RV to take them at least for a first, you know what I mean? Like get some value out of it. And, and that was my whole case with why I thought the deal was so bad for Tyler. Of course, then you see Odin make the deal for two first round picks. Fuck one, two, um, which is just, just unbelievable. I mean, it's just okay. fucking crazy. I, I just want to go on the record and say Caldwell Pope is a very good player. And RV has been misusing him just dramatically. Well, I mean, you can probably say that to just about every and, single and player that player RV has ever owned. Yeah, I mean, like Boogie went there, and he like Boogie was like one of the top bigs in the league. Went to Charlotte and wasted away for a long time until he came to Denver. So, like, this is not the first time that great players have gone to Charlotte and uh, and and kind of just died off. He had Scooney Murray for all those years, just waste away. He he had him on a freaking wonderful deal too, and he just couldn't build his roster. I mean, the league is. The league and that franchise is better off without RV here. You know, I, on a personal note, you might like him, but I think as a GM, he was god-awful. Um, and people now are going to slide, slide down the the rankings to the bottom of the barrel, and they're going to have to up their game because, obviously, this this league has gotten a lot more competitive. Um, Sean, uh, let's we'll, we'll break down division by division about who got better, who made nice trades. Let's start with uh, the Atlantic division. Um, out east, uh, in your opinion, uh, who made some nice moves, uh, some nice trades? Who got better in your in your eyes, and who who really missed an opportunity or squandered an opportunity? Uh, your winners and losers of that division. Um, I mean, obviously, I think the the big loser is Dump giving up so much to Dump Kuzi. I mean, I've. Obviously, it would have taken much, much more work than he was trying to do uh, to try to get rid of him than Odin did, but uh, it seems like that he could have possibly tried to find a way to get rid of him without giving up three picks. Uh, so, I mean, that would be one person I would say would be the, a big loser from it. I think he gave me three picks because I demanded the Sonics pick. Um, yeah, well, Dump's a fucking retard because I told Dump I'd give him Whiteside, who I had an offer for a first-round pick to go to someone else, 
And I said to him, I give him Whiteside and Winabi. And Winabi's probably trash, but you can still probably figure out a deal like you pulled off for a reason to get him to somewhere. But I said, you get and you send me the Sonics pick and whatever else fucking pick. I asked for the Clippers, but I was like, the one I want is the Sonics. And he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, dude, essentially you're just moving the Sonics pick to get rid of Koozie. Like, that's a great move for you. And then all of a sudden he posted three first fucking round picks to get rid of Koozie plus some dump dollars. And, like, all the players he got back are starting caliber or backup caliber. So, like, either his rookies or his tanking players like Washburn can't fucking start. So, like, that, it's just it's just such a terrible move, man. It's just such a terrible move. Sean, who do you think, uh, before we, we go on to Odin and, and Dirt on who their winners and losers are, who do you think improved in the Atlantic the most? Obviously, the, um, you know, Nets made some moves, bullets under the radar move, picking up Simo Joe. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I like that move. Uh, I mean, he's obviously got a really good squad, and, you know, he's, I would say, the favorite in the East. Um, but I, I like that move from him. Um, I thought that, you know, what the uh, Nets did, I some night, I mean, you know, they, I like the Embiid move, but they're still, I think, a, a move or two away. Um, but, yeah, no, I would, I would definitely say that they were a couple winners. Um, and then the Knicks, I'm not sure. I mean, it's Eric. I I never think that Eric really that his team looks all that great, but they they produce you know to a certain extent. Um, some years it's competing for the eight seed. Some sometimes it's you know three or four. And he kept every, he kept all that together. And what he added Artest and Canaan, uh, I think. Yeah, he uh, he added Artest in the move with. Uh from uh, Odin, and then, yeah, he added um, Kanan at point guard. So those were those were his two off-season acquisitions. Um, Odin, Atlantic Division, obviously you've uh, you made a deal with, with the Knicks, but you're winners and losers in that division. Uh, you know, you'd expect me to say the big loser is dumb, but it's not. It, it, it's heaps. I, I had already sold off my entire team. That, that that was a guaranteed top five pick, and he traded it for Noel into uh, Hornets picks. What the fuck sense does that make? I, I can't tell you how happy I was when he texted me wanting the Hornets picks instead of the Blazers picks, because that Blazers squad is awful. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's kind of crazy um, what he's what he's doing there. Um, I kind of agree. Like I, I that you mentioned the Nets, I, I definitely agree. Sorry, I got distracted there by Wilder, like you know, humping Ariola's face uh, for a second. But um, you know, I, I agree. I, I think the Nets they they ended up moving picks back to GMs and being a good guy and all that. But I don't think. I don't think they were the correct moves. I don't know if he has a bet, and so that's why he was, you know, he his pride got in the way there. But he was better off holding on to your pick. He was better off holding on to SPL's pick. Um, you know, nope. so I'm just kind of amazed uh, that he would then invest a lot of money in Derrick Rose, who I'm not really sure is worth that kind of money, um, you know, in order to be a cornerstone point guard. I mean, maybe he can flip him. But, yeah, I'm with you on there with the Nets not having a great offseason. And who do you think is a big winner in that division? Oh, God. Hold on. Give me a second. Um, 
well, uh, the Bullets, because of that fucking Kyrie contract. Jesus. Yeah, the, the the Bullets won the title. They won the free agent re-signings. I mean, they lost two bigs, but they still they still brought their elite players back on great contracts. And then, I mean, nobody, I, I mentioned it briefly, but Sean and you kind of haven't. He just picked up Sim Ocho, who's really pretty, is really good player. Um, you yeah. know, and and that kind of just <laughs> he's so he's he's so good, man. He's so good, and and that was a big knockdown. I don't know who called round four, but round four looks uh, yeah. looks to be the round. Um, Dirty, uh, I'm gonna flip it over to you, man. As Ariola is getting up off his knees, um, you know, your winners and losers of that division. Yeah, I'm in front of you in this spot, I guess, because these, the round's already over. But oh, okay. He was. You don't understand. That round should have been done. Fucking Wilder needs one more punch. I don't know if you're yeah. seeing him stumble around right now with 10 seconds left. Yeah, I am. I'm watching him stumble, and, and Wilder just missed on a huge shot. So, yeah, yeah he's not. He's toast. This dude's not going to get out of That was hilarious, though. He started, like, waving his hips around on yeah. the ropes, and then just threw that freaking filthy undercut. It looked like it was, like, a prayer shot and just, Hit flush. That shit was hilarious. I'm glad the phone was on mute because I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but uh, uh, I think, the, yeah, I mean, the bullets are still going to be good. They have Jesus Christ himself and uh, Kyrie, obviously a top tier point guard in the league. So, and I mean, with the Knicks, you already know my story. I think it's BS that this guy gets to pick players at 1.19 that turn into all-star 30 points per game scorers. You know, it's the only reason why he's good. Uh, he's already showed his true colors trying to put all that shit into Epstein so he'd get him in free agency. I just, I don't like it, but I'm not going to complain about it because the league's still running, you know, not nice and smooth. So, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be super competitive. I think the Bulls will definitely – um, end up well, and I just I didn't realize that the Nets got Embiid, Embiid or whatever until like uh, yesterday. I, what did he trade for him? Like just some uh, draft picks? He gave up the fourth pick in the draft. He gave up Dump's pick, I think, in thirty six okay. or thirty seven. Okay. And then he gave up another doo doo pick. Um, I felt like he gave up quite a bit though. Who he? Yeah. I mean, I I offered him Butler straight up for one four, and he turned it down so he could trade for Embiid. Yeah. Uh, and his general feelings are there are a ton of wings just like Butler, and there are not a lot of bigs oh, like really? Embiid. So uh, you know, I mean, hey, that's that's his feelings, and he rather he feels like. The, yeah, I got you. The Sixers are still good too. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean the that Atlantic division and even the East itself, I mean, I think you could you have nine, maybe ten teams that might have an outside shot of making the playoffs. I mean, like the bottom half of the East, there's there's probably five or six teams that are battling for that last four positions. So um it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a battle. Uh, I there like I, I forget who mentioned it, but I don't think we're gonna have a whole lot of tankers. There's there's gonna be maybe a handful. But most of the most of the league is going to be trying to go go out go at it and try to make the playoffs, um, which is great. My general thoughts is I think uh, a loser, and it's not just to jump on dump, but I just think a lot of his moves were just he got undervalued on a ton of players. 
he overpaid <laughs> to move Kuzi. Um, and then, you know, and he kind of just doubled up on it when he, when, you know, people are calling him out on it and he's like, I'm happy. I didn't have a cap hold or whatever bullshit he was trying to say. Like, I, I just think he had a, when you look at what Odin did with not even an eighth of the talent that dump had and what he ended up getting back out of all that versus what dump got out of all those players. I mean, Luther Wright and Embiid, uh, you know, Kuzi and company, like he, he had, he was, he had a fucking stacked roster. Um, the fact that he even blew it up, like, what was the point of that? He still had a good team. He still, you know, was maybe a tweak here or there from still competing to, and then he didn't have his picks either. So he should have just waited it out until he got most of his picks back. And that way he could have sold for max his players. I just think he had an awful, uh, an awful off season. I think, um, I think, you know, uh, the Bullets, really good offseason. Um, obviously, the free agents and all that. Um, I think another guy that might have had a bad offseason was Keynes. He didn't, um, you know, he signed <clears throat> Dolph for that max contract, which is, you know, something he had to do. I think, I don't think he could afford to lose him. But he had an entire offseason where he didn't do anything to build around that roster or tweak it or improve it, and everybody else in that division did. So I think he's going to fall down the ladder just because he's not keeping up with it. Um, so that's kind of my thoughts there. We'll switch over to the Central. And, Sean, you're, you're a member of that Central. You just made a deal. Uh, your thoughts on where the, where the Central is. Oh, good God. It's garbage. Who do you think made the, who had the best offseason? Who do you think had the worst? We'll stay there before we start ranking teams. Um, I mean – I, I, in a way, I would say Odin. I mean, Odin probably had the best off season. Just be, I mean, you know, the top teams didn't do a, a ton of uh, movement, uh, but I mean, Odin did so much work to get into the spot that he wants to be. I mean, obviously, he's going to be one of the one of the worst teams in the league, but I mean, that's by design. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess I would say that he would be a winner just because of the work that he did to get into that position and get his pick back, obviously, as well. Yeah, and uh, who you think had a terrible or bad off season in the central? Oh, also the the Hornets are a winner by getting a new GM as well. Um, <laughs> well, um, uh, the the losers, like I said, there wasn't a ton of movement. I mean, I I think just um, losing, you know, Giannis. I, I, I he's not he's not been good, but I mean, he he still possibly has potential out there. I mean, he. he some of these players have been developing uh, towards the end of that rookie contract and into the next contract. So, um, you know, he could definitely still have plenty of potential there and losing him to Odin on, you know, I think it was four years, six million a year. I mean, that could end up being a pretty nice deal for Odin as well. So that could be another thing for him. So I think just uh, the Cavs um, could possibly be a loser, just not really much of substance, just kind of set Pat on not a very good roster, a roster that's, too good to tank and not good enough to really be a contender. Um, and same thing with the Pacers and the Hawks. I mean, just a lot of meh in the Central. Yeah. Uh, dirty uh, Central Division. I think there's definitely winners and then guys that kind of stayed stagnant. Your thoughts on the Central? Yeah, the, the Central is not obviously not as good as the Atlantic, uh, but I'm real curious what uh, trophy has kind of up his sleeve. 
with his team. I, I wanted Borat really bad when he came out, and it looks like he's turning into the player I thought he was going to be. But, his braids uh, are really sexy. Yeah, and autos are sexier than his, but no one talks about Porter. I think the entire league was cheering for you to get Porter back. Oh, hey, if he didn't, that's well, I didn't want to max him, but it's kind of like I had so much invested that I really had no choice. Yeah. And um, Soup told me only one team maxed him. Then he started fucking with me. He was like, yeah, I had to see him five times before he signed back with you. And I was like, fucking fuck yeah. And he's like, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I uh, definitely would have maxed him if, if I hadn't told you I wouldn't. Yeah, that was one of the key things. And I was just like, well, if you did, though, I wasn't going to get pissed. I mean, like I said, the worst thing that's ever happened to me was I, you know, I freaking traded for Dantley like every pick that I had. And then Magic went on free agency and left me. So I was like, well, I don't have any picks. I'm really and, sorry and, about that. Oh, it's not your fault, but I just – do you know how fucking lucky Bruns is right now? His yeah. team's going to be really good, and it's because he freaking lucked out in free agency. But sometimes that's what it takes to 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 get where you need to go. But I think he'll run away. I mean, the Raptors are good too. Don't get me wrong. I, I like the Raptors. But – I just thought it was hilarious. Obviously, preseason's preseason, but he went like twenty-two and six or something, and Jim and Jackson didn't even play. I was like, "What the fuck? This is yeah. insane!" Like, if he don't, I think it should be between him and the Bullets, to be honest, that won the entire thing. Yeah. Um, but that 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 that's my prediction is one of them two will win the come out of the East, and then one will probably lose in like the second round or some bullshit sim, you know crap, and then the other one will go on to win it all. But, hell, uh, you know, the Raptors did a great move in trading, you know, Porter to me for, what, sixth overall pick? So... Yeah, and they ended up taking Zebo, who looks phenomenal, and Odin was hyping Zebo, and he nailed that pick. defense ain't there yet, and we'll see what goes on, obviously. But I just didn't want a big man. Like I said, I, I wanted to get a wing, and I didn't want to trade Francis, and I didn't want a really long rebuild, so I tried to, you know, get Porter plus two, you know, right here. And I was just trying to find a diamond in the rough, and I overpaid a little bit for him, but I was hoping that it would turn out. So we'll just see what happens. I've got a lot of scorers on my team, so he probably won't score, but, you know, 22, 24 points a game probably because I'm not – I don't think I'll have him as my scoring option. So time will tell, but – that that entire division did a lot of trading, got you know did some free agent moves. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens, but it's not completely garbage. I understand the the Cavs are letting Larry Johnson go to waste, but that's none of my business. While I sip my wine. <laughs> Before I let Sean touch on that, Odin, I want to get your thoughts on the Central. Obviously, you're high on your moves. Everybody's been more than you know you know everybody's complimented them, but outside of you. Uh, who do you think had a nice offseason? Who do you think uh, missed an opportunity or just didn't do enough? Uh, I think the Raptors had the best offseason. I mean, uh, Otto for the pick, you know, a great deal. Great deal. They're, they're, they're just admitted he overpaid a bet. That's fine. Otto's a good player, I think. But uh, Zach Randolph is uh, Dwan Blair. So uh, 
isn't just going to fucking dominate. Weber and Randolph are going to just take the league by storm. Added Ackles at the end of the year last year. McCollum resigned. And, um, you know, Sleepy Floyd is uh, improving, maybe. I don't know. He might need to work on that point guard situation. Uh, the the Bulls had a really good offseason, too, naturally. Anytime you win uh, the free agent lotto, uh, your team improves. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. Um, and who do you think struggled? Who do I think struggled? Uh, trophy. Again, I don't know what he's doing with his team. Love the guy. But for so long, he's had had all of these players who have just done absolutely nothing, and he keeps trading them for more players who do absolutely nothing. I do love the Joe Forte pick. Absolutely love that pick. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I I, I expect more from the guy. I I do and. I mean, Duck, again, is it's $52 million in team salary. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. He made a move. He got Vin Baker. Um, he picked him up for a first. Um, That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I didn't think that was a terrible move whatsoever. Um, yeah. He's trying to, to build, but he's just... He put himself in such a pinch where he's right at that that hard cap or soft cap number where, you know, he's and he doesn't own bird rights on people. So he's struggling to uh, figure out how to get that team better. Um, I believe there's someone on the call. Oh, we got a caller. So let's go ahead and and switch over to that. Um, Looks like. Another North Central Texas, so that could only mean that that's our commissioner, Soup Daddy. What up, Soup? What up? I How just called it. I called to tell you to go fuck yourself. Ah, uh, did you get offended that the men are playing and you're sitting in the kitchen with the boys? You're gonna try to call me a little child when you're sitting there playing Pokemon. <laughs> it's sending me Snapchats with doggy faces on you and shit. But I'm the kid. That's Sit right. There, shut the fuck up. Enjoy your happy meal. And it's time to go to bed in about 30 minutes. I'll, I'll tuck you in. Read you a bedtime story. Leave the night on. <laughs> I'm not sending you any more Snapchat soup, okay? That's the end of that. You get nothing right. from me. Your, your wife will send them. Like she has yeah, my wife doesn't even know how to Snapchat. She's the fucking worst. Oh. That's just an act. She knows that's Snapchat. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move on to the to the West. Let's move on to the mid best, uh, mid beast. Let's talk about some teams that improved and declined out that way. Um, Odin, what are you, what are your thoughts on the Midwest? Who who did the best? Who struggled? Um. Well, I, I don't think anyone really struggled. I, the only problem I had was uh, 
You don't think that that SPL, who's supposed to be tanking and still can't sell his players off, you know, had a bad off season? Or how about the Thunder, who are just mediocre and continue to be mediocre? Look, I I, I think he's got time. He he's still doing it. He he's working on it. It it doesn't always happen as fast as I made it happen. It just doesn't because for. Four or five years, I tried to sell my entire team, and no one was looking for them. But, I mean, with Clarkson and Exum gone, the team is pretty fucking terrible. But I would agree really, with that. Really, uh, the only reason I – the only problem I had, and uh, I guess it's just being rusty, was that Toby deal that Ward signed. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Uh, you didn't like that deal? I mean, it's fine. It gets the job done. It keeps the team the same. Uh, pretty much everyone's expiring. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It kind of feels like he should have gone lower, could have signed him for lower. And uh, maybe uh, could have gotten another free agent or something. I don't know, but maybe I was—I'm just wrong. Who do you like in the Midwest? Who you thought made a nice move or improved their team? Um, I mean, I don't know. Did, did the Midwest do much of anything? I mean, you kind of sold off players. Uh, uh, the Wolves didn't do much. The Spurs are stagnant, and twenties. Uh, he he made a move. He he made the move. He traded uh, Biombo for Tehran. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, I trade. I mean, I don't think there was a lot of huge movers and shakers. That you're probably true there, Odin. Dirt. Uh, anything stick out in the in the in the Midwest for you? Uh. Yeah, that was the one division that wasn't as active as some of the others. Um, I guess this fight's over, they called it. Yeah, they threw it. He said, my face hurts. Like, Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> so he the fight stopped in the eighth round? I got it right? Well, it, it, what round did it stop? I mean, I, he threw in the towel. Yeah, the eighth round. Yeah. So you're lucky that he didn't fall on the fourth like he should have. I thought he was. I thought he was dropped in the fourth. So I would have made some money there. But yeah, I mean, I really want Butler. You know? <laughs> I I but, um, uh, I, I don't think know I about, fucked up there. I probably should have traded Butler for your two lottos there before, before you moved to I said, Before I accepted Porter, if you recall, I did text you about Butler. You did, and I didn't get to it in time. Like I saw the text, and then by the time I saw the text, I saw your trade was posted. And I was just like, motherfucker. It was like, honestly, it was one of those trades to where I was just like, I didn't even, I wouldn't even consider doing anything. And then I saw like Porter's on the, you know, because I, sometimes I don't go through every team for like a year. Like it's my, t- you know, the last the RV wouldn't trade me my pick back. And when that happens, I'm just kind of like, this fucking sucks. I'm just going to look at my team and, Look a little bit on Shao and see what's going on a little bit, but I won't go and look at what other teams are doing. Yeah. So I didn't realize 
into what Porter was. You know, I was like, damn, Porter turned into be a pretty nice player. I was like, and I went through this entire draft class, and I was just like, man, I, I don't, I think I want to be about fifth odds, fourth odds. I really want a wing. I can't find somebody that really wants Francis for the price that I want to sell him to. And I was like, man, shit, I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I should trade this pick. Maybe I should wait, but. I was like, I think it should, I think it would have more value right now before the lotto. I was like, if it bumps to one, it bumps to one. But if there was like an Elden Baylor or like a Magic Johnson or like an obvious number one pick, then I probably wouldn't have traded it. But I just felt like there were some good prospects, but there weren't prospects that I thought are milestone elite players. Yeah, you know, one from I know, generation. I know, I know people like Brooks and Butler, they obviously don't you know, look like that sometimes either. So I knew there was a gamble in there, but, you know, it was, it was, a, I just tried to do what was best and was hoping it was more of a hopeful trade. But anyways, back to the mid best. Uh, I, I really liked uh, Bismag Biombo or whatever his African native name is. I don't even know where he's from, but I almost traded for him, but uh, for, before uh, Wright, but he got, you know, he got sent off to the Sixers. I actually like that trade for the Sixers more than the Kings. But with Kings getting Knight, and I think the Kings will be about the same. The Rockets, well, it seems like that team's all this, you know, that whole division, no one had a real solid addition because most of the teams were already solid. Except for you, I mean, you, you're kind of, you, you traded Brandon for some Sonics picks, which, you know, I liked that. and So there just wasn't a lot of uh, movement going on in that division. So, no, you know, there's I was a, kind of... I was hoping I could move both Brandon and Butler, and amazingly enough, there was like very little to no market for Butler. It was still the same, basically two guys offering me deals, trophy, and then there was a couple of other offers that came in late, but they were like like KN made an offer and and AO made an offer, but like there are just completely terrible, you know, draft picks and a semi decent player like. Yeah, I think I think um, it might have been KG and some picks, and then AO was like Van Beesbrook and some picks. Like that ain't moving the needle, man. I'm not I'm not making a move like that for Butler. So I said fuck it. Um, you know, I still have the Hurley deal that I can pull the trigger on. I'm just not sure what I want to do because like the Bulls had a fucking crazy preseason without JJ playing. I fucking had a great seat off uh, preseason too with a fucking rookie point guard. So like I'm not really sure what my team is. Um, I'll probably let a couple Sims go uh, and see what 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 it looks like with this, you know, software point guard running the show, and what my team plays like, and then figure out what I want to do at that point. Um, you know, and and if he struggles, then I'll just go and pull, make the deal for Hurley and and let uh, MJ get his tank on. You know, we'll see what my team looks like though. I just want to see a couple Sims here, and and where it goes with it. But yeah, I was kind of disappointed I couldn't move Butler. Um, you know, I, I really wanted to go down that route, but you know, it is what it is. So, um, Sean, your thoughts on the, on, on the mid best, uh, it's like pretty stagnant. I, yeah. I think for the most part, you guys have covered it all pretty well. Uh, one thing I would add is that maybe just by default, the winner of the division this off season was Victor and the Spurs just by having that Cavs pick jump up and taking, getting a uh, number one and two. Yeah. I think, uh, I mean, it must suck because it was your pick, but I mean, that was like the first time, I think that was the hot, like the lowest or the highest pick to jump all the way up, um, you know, into the top three that we've ever had. 
it was yeah. pretty amazing. Um, and it was pretty shitty luck, you know, for it to happen. It was your pick. I mean, you did, uh, you, you, you built the team and you didn't really hand them a gold and it just turned out that way, but you're absolutely right. I think the guy that had the best off season and it was just cause the lotto was, it was Victor, you know, he got two cornerstone wing players. Um, he's probably going to try to turn Joe Johnson into a point guard. Um, but I mean, I know the whole fucking overreaction to preseason, uh, and thinking that, you know, uh, Jason Richardson is a bust. Dump is going on his little tangent all over the place, telling everybody he can that Jason Richardson is a bust. But uh, I, I don't believe that that's the case. I think that he's going to need some TLC like every rookie does. But I think Victor's well on his way to building a really nice roster. Um, and after he got, you know, short-ended a couple of times there, it, it'll be nice to see him, you know, build a nice little crew there and see if he can go win another title down the road. Um you know, I, we'll move to the Pacific, and I'll stay with you, Sean. Um, your thoughts on the Pacific, same thing, I same can't topic. I on, on the Midwest. Oh, you want to comment on the Midwest, child? Okay, go ahead. I, I thought you were sucking on your. I thought you were sucking on your little bobo there. Go ahead. I find it comical that Banks wants to kick in the doors of these GMs, making making deals, uh, trade raping other GMs, but he, but, but he fails to mention. His trade raping of Yawn the last few seasons. What you did with Terrell Brandon in that trade, that's probably as bad as any of these other trades made. But not once have I heard you bring it up. Well, first of all, plenty of people have discussed it prior to this podcast, and I let all my guests shine and, and say what they want to say about the Midwest, bad or good, uh, yay or nay, and nobody thought that it was that bad. So you thought it was that bad. That's, that's your opinion. That's your right. I honestly didn't even think Yon was going to make the trade. I had left Shout. I had went on and did some things at my job, and then I returned to Shout like 15 minutes, 10 minutes later, and all of a sudden I saw that Yon was like, yeah, go ahead and post the deal bank. So I didn't know how. I, I figured that he was going to the 76ers, I think it was, because uh, it looked like, you know, Faison was making a deal there, and Faison had the advantage, and he was going to make the move with Faison. So, you know, I, I appreciate Yon giving me some love there. Um, you know, it's worked both ways with me and Yon. Um, you know. No, I think it's pretty obvious y'all have some handshake deals, under-the-table deals. Because no, never. He doesn't, he doesn't manage to do trades like that with anyone else except you. It's like you got to a fucking farm team in TMBSL. And you Listen, all I, 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 I picked up... And then, I you, picked then, you, and then you were to deny it. You, Say that again, Odin? He, he had an absolutely terrible roster and had traded three first to Hebes for Jonas. So there you go. There's he, Odin proving you wrong, Soup. Look at that his terrible team, deal that right, he made. I, I don't, his, I don't team, his, his team was, was just as good as the Bob What? Said his team was just as good as the Bobcats. I mean, he was borderline playoffs. I don't know how getting Jonas is is bad. That three picks surely isn't a bad deal. Because it's Jan and he's not aggressive enough to make more than one deal. Well, you said he's not aggressive enough, and then he does something aggressive, and then you call him out on it. Actually, you called him out on it. No, I called him out on him doing a stupid fucking trade for Terrell Brandon. (laughs) 
And I didn't even call. I didn't even call Better out on it. I called Banks out on it for not talking about it and trying to sweep it under the rug. Listen, that's that's what Banks is good at. Sweeping shit under the rug. In '54, the year before he bought Jonas. Listen, this is not the SPL podcast. I'm not going to sit there and talk about myself nonstop. I've never done it. I've gotten like 20 podcasts in the bank. I let my guests shine. I let them talk about the subjects they want to talk. I gave them the entire Midwest to talk about, and none of them brought it up. So don't bring it on me. Why would I bring up my, my rape job I brought it of up. yawn? I brought the when, trade up, though. Well, three, hours, three hours before that trade, Banks texted me, man, I really should have moved Terrell Brandon instead of Hurley. He took a big step back this last offseason. 30 minutes later, he's trade raping the Sonics. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> I did bring First up that all, trade, you're, you're, though. Was it two split. Sonics picks for Brandon? No, it was just one Sonic pick, man. It was just – I took Wanabi, who's a terrible contract. Oh, that's and, – and trying to pick. trade Wanabi is like trying to give me a half a bottle of Dr. Pepper and say it's good. Exactly. So I took that terrible deal in Wanabi. And then I got pick one nine or some shit like that or one ten. So it's not even like I got a top five pick. I got the tenth pick in the draft, and I got the shitty deal in Winabi, and he got Terrell Brandon, who's on a decent deal, is still putting up great numbers, and you know is gonna maybe put him over the edge and make him a playoff contender. Like you know, it is what it is. Like it's not that bad of a deal. Jesus Christ! And but you I traded Ben Baker. Why did he trade Vin Baker? He don't have his picks. Yon didn't trade Vin Baker. That was a no, new No, I'm talking about this new guy. Yeah, I don't think, know why he Does he, he know he that. doesn't have any picks? That's my, he, that's my only question. Does he know? He, he's aware of he it, does. and I and I mentioned it to him when he asked me about the Vin Baker deal. And I told him, I said, you know, because he asked me what he should do with Jonas. And I told him, I said, you know, you should probably oh. sign him to either a four- or five-year deal um, because you don't own your picks for the next three years. And you don't want to, you know, you you want to kind of stay competitive. Like, you don't want to be bottom of the basement because you're not going to get the rewards for it. I said, and then after the third year, you can trade off Jonas for whatever value he has left. And so he made a great signing with Jonas, but I don't understand the Vin Baker move. Like, you should have kept Vin Baker and try to compete. Like, I, I, I didn't get that one. But, I mean, he did get oh, a, a, a Hawks pick. Baker is nothing. He, he's an MLE big at best, and he got a Hawks first for it. That's what I was going to say. I mean, he did get Bedford back, it, you know, but Bedford's 33. I don't know. I, I, I think I he's just going to patchwork. His team's in shit anyway, so it don't really matter. I think he's going to patchwork it until he can get to – until he can get out of the thing. But like Odin pointed out, and the silver lining is, he moved Vin Baker for probably a more valuable piece long-term, and that's the Hawks pick this year because I don't think anybody has the Hawks making the playoffs. So obviously he's going to scoop up a lotto pick there. And, you know, hopefully it improves his team, you know, moving forward. So, I mean, I, it, you know, that's, that's, Look, that's the, kind the, of. The situation there is what it is. He just seems to be trying to make the best of it. Yeah. I, I can't fault the yeah. Well, I mean, he did get, hand, he did get, uh, you know, he has a hand that's pretty shitty. So, when yeah. you come in the league, I had Nene Hilarious on the shittiest deal known to man and, I was uh, fortunate enough to pursue to sweet talk Ocho and taking him from me, so I understand. Uh, I understand his uh, his problems, but he don't have anybody to help him out. Yeah, but as you know, any situation can be fixed. I mean, Ian left a pretty terrible situation with the Wolves, and Soup cleaned that up in one off season. 
look at what Odin did this year. Like if you get on your grind and you work the the PMs and and work the things, you can make magic, you know. Or you can be a lazy fuck and sit on your ass and get nothing like the Celtics did. You know, it's 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 easy. It's one or the other, you know. So we'll see what they do. Like I said, I like Gallup. If you look for holes and find them, you can get anything done. Yeah. Well, that's why I'd like to try to keep at least like one real, like younger, really good piece on my team. So when my team does start falling back and start get, you know, start getting bored, I can at least try to trade them. Like I traded Chitwood for just one pick back. I'm gonna, you know, that's why I didn't like um, dump trading one of my picks because it's gonna be more difficult, you know, to try to get one from him, one from somebody else. That's why I'd, I'd rather have somebody have most of my picks. So I can just kind of. Package, I, I package it together. He, he wouldn't give me both, but I did try. You try to get both what? I both Clippers picks in the Coosie deal. I didn't even know he owned two Clippers picks. I thought all he owned was the 40 Clippers pick. No, he got the 39 and the 40 from... Uh, Dirt in the Luther Wright deal, and then sent one of them to me, and and that's what Dirt was just complaining about. He wished he would have kept them together. Oh, I gotcha. I, I I just thought he got the one pick. I didn't know he had the two, so I might have to go check the old picks because I might have that not done correctly. So I'm gonna go double check on that because when I was talking with Dump, I only saw the one Clippers pick for forty. I didn't see it for thirty nine, so I probably screwed it up and didn't add it in there. So I'll have to go back and retouch that and give that to Dump now that we're talking about it. So note to self, fix that shit after we're done here. Uh, Soup, any other comments on the Midwest outside of trying to trash uh, your host of this podcast? I will never stop trashing you. But, no, I thought it was a good point you brought earlier that there's not – it doesn't appear to be a whole lot of teams tanking this year. So I think a team like the Jazz, who has some talent on the roster that they hadn't necessarily moved yet. I don't think that it's really, you know, impossible that they'll finish, you know, with top six odds with having, you know, still having talent left. Uh, You've seen in the past, it doesn't take an an all-out tank to get a top three pick. More often than not, someone actually jumps. So I think it'll be okay. I know he's had some, personal personal deal over the last week or so, so it's probably slowed down his trading somewhat. But uh, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, well, I think a big move was getting rid of Exum tonight. He did make that meal, that deal, so that was a big step forward. And, is, that uh, part of the, is that part of the big trade? Yeah, that was part of that huge trade, yeah. No, that was the 2019 trade. Oh, oh it, no, wasn't. it wasn't part of that. Yeah, no, this is a separate one with uh, me and SPL. I traded him Hornacek, um, the Clippers second this year, um, one Raptors first, and 2,000 dump bucks for Exxon. I was actually going to trade for Exxon myself uh, after I got the uh, huge trade posted, but uh, a couple of people didn't want to reply to tag for several hours, and I fell asleep. And, uh, well, uh, I, I guess you snooze, you lose is pretty appropriate here, is it not? <laughs> hey, has any uh, – Banks, did you get a chance to see 
the magic video today of him thro- trying to throw the football 50 yards? <laughs> no. Where the hell is that po- posted? I, it, I know it was on he, – he live, he live shot it on Periscope, him and Drew did. I don't know if there's – I think you'd probably have to go to Periscope to see the video. I don't think they've posted it anywhere yeah, you yet. May, you might be able to find it on his uh, Twitter, which was – Let me uh, let me jump off here and see if I can get the video, and I'll post it on the board. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, guys, thanks for having me. I am going to hop off. We uh, got the FIFA crew rolling, so – which nice FIFA night. crew are you rolling with, Sean? Uh, Shocker and the uh, crew, uh, the Real main board. Oh, the, so you uh, like touching male penises? We we have played the uh, Dangling crew, crew twice lately, but uh, we played today, and we probably the worst match that maybe we uh, honestly one of the worst matches we've ever played, and we were able to sneak out a 90th minute uh, draw. Damn. Well, I wasn't part of that crew. I've been on excellent form, and I wish I would have known you guys were playing because I would have hopped on and and dangled on your asses. So, oh, we'll, was, we'll... both the times have not been planned. It's just been random that we got paired up uh, by the. Yeah, well, I guess uh, the way FIFA does it, if you get to Division One, which I think the both of you guys, I think you're in Division One now, currently, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Division One teams play only Division One and Division Two teams. So like. There's probably not a ton of those teams online all the time, so it's not a yeah. surprise that they've been matching up. I think that'll happen pretty often, uh, to be quite honest. We've, uh, from playing the last few nights, we we seem to play the same teams, you know, multiple times, even in an evening. So, um, yeah, you know. yeah. I think today it was only it was a trophy D Warren and somebody else, and then yesterday it was uh, trophy. I think or I don't know. There was Victor runs. Uh, D. Warren, uh, Calibra, yeah, a bunch of those guys. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, we've we've been missing a couple of our guys when uh, that's happened, but uh, hopefully it'll happen one of these times when we actually have like a full strength squad and see how it turns out. Yeah, it must be brutal working uh, playing with Shocker, but you know, enjoy that. It's like you know, it, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And there you go, man. All right, Sugar Sean, you enjoy the FIFA. Maybe I'll catch you tonight on the other side. All right, you guys have a nice night. All right, thanks for joining, man. Uh, all right, boys. Um, you know, the only division we haven't touched in, on is the Pacific. We touched on it a bit, a, a teensy bit, uh, with the whole Sonic situation. Um, you know, and then uh, I think uh, Dirt obviously has discussed his roster a little bit. But if you guys want to dive into it a little bit more, Odin, uh, your personal thoughts on on the Pacific? Good teams that made a good move or negative or something that we haven't pointed out to this point? Um, I, I, I honestly don't know. I, the, 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 the Sonic went by default for having a real GM now. That's really the only thing I can think of. The Blazers really uh, had a great opportunity there and now I don't know why they, they they traded two first round picks for a, a, a nice looking player and some wing that is on a contract, uh, and they they didn't really sign anyone else. Uh, I guess they've got Arenas, but he, he's a fucking rookie. Uh, that that should be Lotto or just beyond that, and uh, I mean this. He, he didn't do much. Uh, 
Drew's is still kind of cruising. Uh, Taco is it's glad I'm um, as determined as uh, as I am. I'm sure because he 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 just got a pretty good point guard for free. Yeah, um, he got a good point guard, but I mean, I think he's still clinging on the hope that he can be competitive, and maybe he can. Yeah. Um, I know that poor Trophy's been working the trade lines extremely hard to get Lockhart, um, but I think that dream has probably now at this point faded. Um, I will say this: I mean, I the one thing that I I was just not really sure why he did it. He signed Maxwell Horry for that one-year deal when he drafted Gilbert Arenas. Um, I don't know why you would take the flyer on Horry and then block playing time for Gilbert. Um, you know, but he obviously did that. Maybe he had a trade in mind, I was thinking, but he hasn't posted one to this point. Um, but he has some really good pieces. I mean, Vucevic, Nikola, He's he's a beast. He's a big boy down there. He he shoots it pretty decently. Um, you know, he, he's a good rebounder. He blocks the ball. I mean, he's a really solid all-around big. Um, I know Dirk's had him. Uh, he he took him from me. I had him. I drafted him. Um, but he's a good piece. Um, and it looks like Elgin Baylor, like all the rookies from last year's draft, seem they seem to have a, a really good training camp a really big TC, and a lot of them look pretty sexy. Elgin Baylor looks pretty good, man. He's got BB plus, A minus defense already. Still has that A um, potential, and he got the B rebounding. Um, he looks pretty good. So, you know, we'll see if Mike Woodson has anything in the tank. You know, like, I'm looking at uh, at the Pacific. I'm looking at the Midwest. I mean, really, how many tanking teams are there? There's There's the Spurs. There's the Jazz. You know, and then, you know, obviously Dirty's going to compete. The Lakers are probably going to tank. And then, the, you know, but that's it. Like, there's like, what, three or four teams that are trying to tank out West? There really isn't anybody out there tanking. So it's going to be a dogfight, you know, out West. It's going to be highly competitive. I, You know, some teams that are, that you know, that are going to be finishing with 30 or, you know, maybe close to 40 wins are going to end up being – a lot of teams, so it's going to be pretty interesting how that all shakes out. Um, Dirt, your your this is your division. Uh, your thoughts on it? Oh, Dirt might still have I a think that, uh I, I think that um, it's just it's going to come down to me or Ankley with the two C's. Um, I'm just hoping that having a better point guard will kind of put me over the top. I know he got Odom, and I'm curious to see what kind of numbers he'll have if he keeps him at the small forward spot. You know, he's been playing shooting guard. And I'm just real curious of how my team's going to do. It's, it's a, you know, a brand-new core. Um, it's it's good to have my boy Hound back. Uh, you know, he won a, got the ring in L.A. a few years back. I think he was still on his rookie deal when he, when he got the championship and – throwing me back in, I think, was it 20, I don't know. Anyways, but, uh, you know, I think Gaminski is going to be a, a sleeper for me. I think he's going to turn into be a pretty good player. He had a plus one on inside, so now he's an A inside with us, you know, like, and he has about like a 95 jump shot, so we'll see how that transitions. Unfortunately, he just doesn't block a lot of shots, so I'm I'm not done with my team just yet. I'm still messing around with it. Uh, 
luckily I was able to sign Mark Price after I traded him. Uh, SPL cut him, and I was able to sign him back. So getting Clay Thompson, you know, as a plus outside to be my my backup, you know, to wing, and then having Price as my backup, I'm still kind of looking for that third big man. But I think uh, Shaq looks like a monster, and uh, I think that's going to maybe you know it's going to depend on that. Other than that. Like you, Baylor, you think uh, Ank did good in getting in, in that deal when he picked up uh, Lamar Odom. Odom there? I don't know. I, like right now, there's I know a lot of people are being really active, but I feel like it's at, like people are getting middle row players. You know what I mean? Like they're not. There's not a lot of studs being traded. I thought one of the biggest studs that were traded, in my opinion, was the Hound. I think he might have been the best player that was been moved. Uh, other than, I mean, I'm not talking about free agency. You know, you know, a little small five seven Brian Newell or whatever you say his name. You know, he might have actually been the most important acquisition of the off season for somebody. But um, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell. I, I, did he, I can't even remember. Did he do like? I'm trying to remember how many picks he gave up for him. I think he gave up two. I think he just gave up uh, his pick this year. And Dump's pick this year. So Dump got his pick this yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Dump's pick was probably was going to be really good, <laughs> and I'm surprised that he that he did that trade, yeah. knowing that Dump was pretty much just giving his team away. Yeah, like Hebe's giving Odin his pick back was really fucking stupid, and I think Ank giving Dump's pick back was really fucking stupid. But I'm going to assume that that deal was worked out way before it he actually got posted. This. Yeah, yeah because, because like uh, Dump didn't even like I didn't even acquire Dump or talk to Dump about hey will you trade this guy or this guy I was just you know I just threw a you know a block out there saying hey I'm looking for some players I'm trying to get you know my rebuild right now and he sent he shot me a text and said hey you interested in Louis the Riot and I was like well yeah I'd be down for it you know and um, I don't know I I think that. A Clippers pick five years down the road is very uh, a very solid pick. If you're not going to get, um, you know, if, unless you're getting like a Sonics pick or somebody that really can't build a team, but if you're out of any of the other picks, you know, a five years out Clippers pick is pretty good. Like a two years out might not be that good, but you know, five years from now with my team, it's I'm such a person I can barely keep a team together for three years and be satisfied. So I yeah. I thought that I, I didn't think that trade was as bad as what some people thought because I guess they you know that Boston pick Boston my apologies the Bullets pick and two Clippers on the surface just doesn't look that good but you know it's I think that he did all right except for that Koozie trade was a bit out there but yeah. other than that I thought that he did okay and we'll see what Odom does I mean I think Odom's a a solid player you know I mean the Suns were. A solid team last year. I think they'll, you know, he'll make his team better. Unfortunately, you know, I bet he's hoping that his point guard. I think he went like plus two. Yeah, I think. Season. Yeah, so. I think. Uh, I think Ang. I mean, he was the two seed last year by default because of the Pacific. Um, but he wasn't really. I don't think he was a top four team. I don't think talent wise, he wasn't top four. His team's coming along. He did get the two seed, which was nice for him. Um, you know, his team is developing nicely. I think Odin's a nice piece. Um, you know, I, I, it's just, you know, I guess in that case, Dump did decent. Um, 
you know, I just I just didn't understand why Dump would want to blow it up and and you know just kind of the retooling. You did hit on something dirt, which was really interesting so far. You're you know as far as trading, probably the best player that got moved. You're right, is Sandor. Twenties um, has been trying to shop a, a pretty good point guard in Kevin Brooks. He's also tried to uh, shop his point guard in Knight, um, a shooting guard in Brooks and, and point guard in Knight. And and he's really not gotten very many offers. So um, those guys are pretty elite, and they're on the market. It's it's amazing that teams that are on the cusp or you know battling haven't made a, a, a splurge for it. Now a lot one of the guys that has a lot of nice looking rookies and some picks is Bruns, and I don't think he's in he's going to be moving much of either of those. He he hit the fortune and free agency, and so he might not be in the market. But there are some other teams that are pretty good that, you know, could use them. I think the biggest problem is is the age. Obviously, Schwannies yeah. is smart enough that he's only getting rid of them because he knows they're on huge deals and they're getting to that age, and what he's asking for is just not really worth it. Yeah. Like, that's why I got Sandal. You know, that's why I was trying to get the Hound is just because, yeah, he, he's 30, but that's honestly one of the younger – players that were on the block that were have been in an all-star game, that have won a championship, that have been in an all-league. Yeah. Except, you know, obviously, except for Butler. And the, and the one thing about Butler is, is he's on a one-year deal. You could give away some really good pieces and then him leave. So it, I think that's one of the, the biggest things right now is there's they make so much money. And when you have – when you nowadays in the sim league, you have to have five really good players to pretty much win the league. Yeah, so you have to have those couple of guys that are either on a rookie deal or have like a Francis, see Francis, Kyrie Irving type of contract to where you can have that seventeen million, eighteen million, you know, to to have these really good players on on huge deals. And everybody's so smart and has the experience that they're not just going to throw their future away just to have a one possibility of one year when you could get shafted because the sim league says, oh, you suck in round one and lose to the eight seed. Yeah, you know, well, we've seen it so many times. Oh, you're talking to the choir. You're preaching to the choir right here, man. I've I've uh, been bounced so so many times early in the playoffs with my my team here. It's beyond frustrating. But I mean, the software is going to do what it's going to do, and so you know, you just you kind of are at the mercy of it. And so, um, you know, a couple of those years, I've been bounced out by twenties, and I think the Kings have probably been just as good, if not maybe slightly better than my team anyway. So it it's not bad to lose to him, but when I've lost to some other teams that were pretty trash, it just it, it is frustrating. Um you know, it, it, it's going to be interesting I think to see uh what happens mid-season. This has been such a huge flurry of deals this year uh in the off season. I do think that there's going to be some guys making some moves uh and maybe trying to sell off because there's going to be so many competitive teams that you could probably try to sell closer to the deadline and drop enough spots to gain some real traction in the lotto. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who does that. Uh, I know you said you were looking for a third big. I don't know what you have assets-wise, but um, I, I got Gobert that I, I'll move that I signed to a pretty sweet deal. And then if you want something even short-term, I got Whiteside. So, you know, maybe we can chat after, after the podcast if any of those guys interest you whatsoever. Gobert is pretty young. Uh, is on a sweet deal um, if you just want a defensive-only uh, big. But um, I have a plethora of bigs, so I'm trying to move some of them. Um, I might end up moving Kawhi here pretty soon, too, because when I'm being Kawhi, it's just like a whole bunch of fucking terrible-ass um, 
well, not terrible, but just a, a bunch of same player right there. And and I don't and I have a lot of money already tied up in Wanabi, so I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to figure out my roster moving forward with with you know flexibility, you know. So I don't think anybody's gonna pick up Wanabi off of me unless I offer a, a draft pick. So I don't think I want to do that that route either. So um, we did lose Odin. So for everybody listening to the podcast, his phone died. So it's just me and Dirt currently because Soup is uh, looking for this his video. Um, did you get to see the video, Dirt? He was telling me while that was going on. He was kind of chuckling. And I was like, I mean, I cooked for about an hour and a half before getting on the podcast. I fired up the grill and did some grilled chicken. And, and then, like I said, I, I got made some freaking a shit ton of uh, cheese tortellini and like a bolognese sauce. And so I was just doing a lot of cooking. Like honestly, Dude, do you I, do you do the cooking all the time? Yeah, I, well, I'm, right now I've been, you know, just getting back in shape and losing weight and stuff like that. So like all week, and I'll at least have one day to where I'll go out and just instead of going and getting a big fast food plate, you know, I'll uh, invite some people over and you know, instead of spending money at the bar having drinks, I'll just spend the money on some food and you know, you don't want to cook for just one person. You know, that's like, it's really difficult to do. So just to kind of hang out, watch the boxing match and cook, you know, do some food. And I'm a big pasta guy. So I decided to throw some pasta around in the kitchen. And man, we were just sitting here stuffed as hell. Just So yeah, I do. I, I, I do most of the cooking. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. That's pretty cool, man. That's that's nice of you to do all that. I know Soup always talks about steaks and, and barbecuing and all that. So. And sometimes he sends me some pictures that you guys cook up and well, they look delicious. Soup does the steaks. Soup's really good. I I let Soup do the steaks, man. He's really good at the steaks. He sears them, puts them, you know, makes them make, makes them real nice. He's he's top notch, and when he when it comes to steak, he does a little steak and some baked potato, and that shit's on point. I I normally I'm the one that just I'll fire up the grill and do some shit outside in this fucking hundred degree heat and. <laughs> but uh, for the most part, he like he he makes a fucking great chicken. He does like some chicken fried steak that's money. Does some lasagna that's freaking on point. So we kind of he, he he definitely does some cooking as well. He's it's just uh most of the time when there's a lot of people over, we'll just fire up the grill. But on a more intimate setting, candlelight dinners, me and him, well, he's normally the one cooking the good shit. Nice. That's real nice. So, um, you know, let's let's hit a couple more topics here, Dirt. We'll go back and forth here. Um, the draft came through. I know you said you didn't you you weren't, you know, too enamored with with some of the prospects there clear cut. Um, you know, Vic got both top picks. Uh who do you think in your opinion stood out? Obviously, we've had a, a rookie TC posted. Um, you know, some guys really did pretty nice. Um, I think uh, Odin post uh, mentioned before he signed off that uh, Joe Forte had a really nice uh, training camp for the Bucks. Um, I think he went like plus four with plus one um, potential. So he had a, a pretty fantastic TC. But, um, you know, overall, wh- what are your thoughts on, on the draft? Who do you think really nailed it? Um, somebody maybe you were looking at and thought he'd do pretty good and ended up being good or, or you know, you know, just your general feelings. I just say, man, Joe Forte was my boy, though, when he was in college, man. I love that guy. It was sad to see him just – I figured, you know, he wouldn't be the greatest NBA player, but I was hoping he could be something. Man, I I loved watching him play. I don't know why. I don't know if it was the 40-on-40 40 40 thing. I don't even know why, but 
I was all, I'm a big Taro fan growing up, so I haven't uh, I haven't gotten too much into watching college basketball the last few years. But man, I was real big into it when he was when he was at North Carolina. But anyways, uh, I thought that it was a really really good big man draft. I never once doubted that it would be a bad draft. I just thought that the most of the players that I felt like were the most secure picks, because picking at the top of drafts always scare the shit out of me. You know, it's so aggravating when you have such a when you tank and tank and it's all these picks just turn into shit. So that's another reason why I traded that. But I I felt like Jason Richardson's obviously was a disappointing T C and I don't know. It it went out kinda how I expected it. The big the big men did their thing, you know, with Powell and, and Zebo and, you know, hell even Tyson Chandler. I, I never Unfortunately, I looked at a lot of the preseason, but I didn't look at a lot of the rookie stats in preseason. I was just too busy looking at these tank like for people that were trying to sell their team off to try to get a good deal on somebody. So I was looking more at the the middle tier players that I could try to have as my backups. But yeah, I felt like it was a, a pretty good good draft all around. I I really liked. Uh, obviously, I was Eddie Griffin. I mean, I wanted him. That was the one player that I kind of wanted to get. If I did, yeah, you you had actually you had actually thrown me a text to ask me if I would sell this pick, and I was like, uh, no, nah, man, not after not after I had him in two point I wasn't gonna move him. But you know, he he did all right. I'm, he went plus two and he bumped up his potential, which is great. Um, you know, he, he was created to be a big only, which kind of sucks because it loses a little bit of his flexibility. But I mean, you know, I was gonna take him regardless. He did get to B plus B plus. Uh, as a 19 year old. So I'm not mad at that whatsoever. Um, you know, pretty happy with that. And Eddie Curry had a really good one. You were, you, you hit a spot on dude, this draft, especially in the lotto top 13 picks, every big man pretty much, you know, went off. Um, you know, you look at Paul Gasol, he went plus four, kept his potential. Uh, Zach Randolph went plus four, kept his potential. Um, Tyson Chandler went plus four, Eddie Griffin went plus two, added potential. Uh, Eddie Curry plus three. Really, the only big that you know, and, and even Mehmet Okor, who went thirteen, he he went plus two. He did drop in potential, but I mean, he he improved defensively, which was somewhere where it was his weak point. So, um, you know, you, you nailed it. It was a big man draft, and the big men um, absolutely uh, delivered and had fantastic TCs. Um, so you were spot on on that. I mean, Dump basically mortgaged his entire, you know, future on Rodney White. He wanted to build around him, and he had a decent TC plus three. Um, he's going to probably be a big time scorer. I don't know how he did in in preseason. Uh, like you, I didn't really check out a lot of the rookies and how they performed. Um, <clears throat> I did see that Eddie Curry did well, but Eddie Griffin really didn't play at all, as far as my my nuggets. Um, but Everybody was really, really harsh on Jason Richardson. He he had a pretty uh, terrible preseason, but you don't know what the settings are. You don't know, you know where where they were getting played and stuff like that. Joe Johnson looked good. Joe Jason Richardson struggled a bit. Um, you know, I think Magic nailed it. That Gilbert Arenas pick. Um, be very honest, I I was turned off by Gilbert Arenas after I saw that that uh, um, that Snapchat he posted about, uh, and he was like trashing that dude's kid. That was pretty fucked up. So I was just like, yeah, you know what? I'm not like gonna drop. 
Yeah, Swaggy P, man. He did Swaggy P dirty. Fucking <laughs> Odin, who's Swaggy P? Yeah. I remember that so much. You're like, well, my trip draft pick's fucking done. Yeah, like that was <laughs> unbelievable. Like everybody he had who the decent fuck... looking grades too. I mean, he had decent grades. He just like the poor guy was all in jumping. I guess I don't know. I don't know, dude. Like that was just that just devastated me because I'm like I was hyping Swaggy P before I even drafted him. Everybody was talking about him in in shout. Like he was fucking mainstream news because of you know the way he is. He's fucking banging Iggy Azalea, like... Not anymore. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, not no more, but <laughs> he got his baby fucking, mama repregnant. Like, goddamn rookie. The rookie yeah. put his ass on blast. Yeah, but she tried to give give him another shot, and then he and then it came out that he fucking got his baby mama pregnant. So, like, she, but she left his ass again. So, like, that was just oh, craziness. Gosh. Yeah, so that's who he was cheating on. <laughs> Iggy with his baby mama, so... It's hard to leave your baby mama, I guess. I don't know. But um yeah, when Odin fucking posted who who is Swaggy P, I just I was just like, Fuck my life, man. There goes another bust, you know? So <laughs> I was just like, eh, what are you gonna do? But you know, uh, Odin posted that he only had fifty potential and he had eighty jumping. So that was a recipe to be uh busty P, absolutely. So Busty P. Busty P, yeah. Um, you know, that, yeah, it is what it is, man. That, those were not good times in nugget land. Um, I think I had like a 10 year tank. So a lot of that was because <laughs> every rookie I touched turned to fucking absolute You're about doo-doo. to go on another tank if you trade fucking Butler. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to move. Like I, like I, I, you're right. Like Butler's aging. Like I get that a hundred percent, but I, I have no fear that I can, I can re up him, you know, 18 million, something like that you know, over five years or four years or something like that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to be able to offer. He's going to be good the next four years. Yeah. You know like what I, I mean? I like, think the show like, life is still up there. He's going to be a top-tier player. I mean, obviously. I mean, he led preseason once again in scoring. Um, you know, so the the dude's fucking just a monster. Your team is, like, bare naked except for Butler. Well, I mean, Bucky's a beast. Bucky was really good last year. He's a scoring monster. His grades don't reflect it. Like, if you look at his grades, you're like, oh, that guy doesn't look anything special. But, like, last year he shot almost 50% from the field and, like, 40-some percent from three. And when he was starting, he was averaging, like, 26 points a game. So, um, you know, he's, he's, he, he, can, he can fill up the box score. So he's going to be – him and Butler are going to be the one-two. And then my bigs are all all defense, no shooting. So it's essentially going to be Butler and Bucky just going fucking balls to the wall all season. Um, you know, and you're right. Like, my point guard situation is just up in the air. But I address that. Like, it's either going to be Hurley or if I ended up, you know, catching a break and this, this rookie, second-round rookie is pretty good, then, you know, maybe I'll just play it out. Because, you know, I feel like the Magic are not going to make the playoffs, not this year and not next year. So is it, is it better to keep Hurley and – you know, compete for a top four spot. I don't think I'm winning a title with my roster. So, like, is it better to keep Hurley or get the two lotto picks? I'm kind of leaning on just taking those two lotto picks and just, you know, toughing out the next two years as, like, a sixth or seventh seed or whatever I may end up being. Yeah, I mean, after – it's kind of not frustrating, but uh, I feel like I should have uh, traded, you know, traded all my picks away and – just because there's so many solid teams. Like, 
when Bruns got freaking that little kid, I was so irritated. Not not at Bruns or anything, but just, man, God, that sucks that the one final piece that he was missing, he just got for nothing. Well, he actually got, like, a double – he, like, he got two two pieces of, like, excellent news. One, Greer became point guard eligible, and so, boom, like, he essentially, you know, had his long-term point guard signed up. But he then went out and signed Newell, <laughs> which was just a fucking amazing. Like, he – Bruns had a – the Bruns had an amazing free agency – for as good as re-signings was for the Wizards, free agency was just as good for the Bulls. And Bruns has been, you know, you know, he got Tristan Thompson back too. Signed him at a five year, you know, five million per. And Tristan Thompson is is a pretty good, you know, no shoot, uh, rebounding big. So I mean, he's got Battier, he's got Jimmy Jackson, he's got Hell Greer, um, and he got Newell now. I, I, his team looks really, really, really good. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting, you know, what he does and if he makes any moves or, or tweaks the roster. But you're absolutely right. Like, he he had an answer in Greer, and now he added Newell, and, like, that, that, that lineup is just fucking filthy. Um, you know, and and Greer looks fantastic, too. He's B minus, B plus, A minus, A minus. So, like, he looks like he might he may be on the verge of being a, a star, too. Plus the poor uh, Warriors drop out, so you know they lost they lost them and had to end up getting koozie. So, do you think uh, do you think Bruns is a top two team in the East? Those I personally Bulls? do, man. Jimmy Jack, I mean, winning the Jackson sweep te- sweepstakes. That I mean, obviously he's been in the tank for quite a while, and it's you know most of the time it just takes patience to get you know to the right players and the you know and. He's just slowly, instead of having, okay, kind of like me this year, I just say I had I had seven picks. What was I going to do with them? Let me see what I can do. He just yeah. kind of was like three years ago, he's like, you know what, I, I like, you're selling Mystic Stone. I kind of like him. I think I can still tank with him. I'm going to throw some shit with, you know, at Mystic Stone. Okay, boom, got him, got Jackson. Let me see what I can do on this lotto. Got Greer, okay, that's cool too. I'm going to, you know, keep holding on, keep waiting it out, keep waiting it out. And then, you know, boom, you hit, you know, free agency. You get Tristan Thompson. Like, I tried to get Tristan Thompson from Sean, and he ended up taking Brunsdale instead because I was trying to lowball him. And uh, so, I mean, he's just kind of slowly built his team up, unlike uh, some people that just, okay, I'm done tanking. Let's see all what I can do instead of trying to be like, all right, I'm going to see what I can do, but I'm going to keep my picks around so I can see if I can get lucky in the lotto. Or... So, I mean, it's been impressive. Of how I know it's been a while, but – he didn't just go all out for one off season. He just slowly tried to get players in free agency because obviously it's very far in between that you can still a player in you know free agency. It only happens once out of three seasons maybe, and it's only one team. So yeah, obviously a little luck has to be involved, but he still has some um, you know some stuff to trade, and even though he really doesn't need it, you know what I mean. He he's kind of just he's still looking pretty with the with his picks and future looks bright in Chicago. Yeah, absolutely. I I was talking to Bruns earlier and I was telling him I said his baby bulls remind me of my baby nuggets a couple years back when I had Mark Price and Butler, Vucevic, Whiteside, like I was fucking I had like so many good players and they were all basically draft picks. Um I didn't do very much trading to get them 
And so, like, he kind of did the same thing. He just loaded up on draft pick after draft pick after draft pick. And then he just got a little bit – he got blessed with the free agent luck now. Um, you know, but his team is essentially built this exact same way that I, I did my team. And so he's going to have a long, sustained run. I mean, he's going to be at least nine, ten years with this core as long as he doesn't fuck it up somewhere along the lines, um, which I don't think he will. But that team's going to be a, a major player for a long time. Um, it's it's a beautiful roster, and, and we'll see where he ends up going. Uh, just to touch on Swaggy P, Odin looked up his, his uh, starting grades. Um, yeah, it's not pretty. He started with 55 potential, 51 inside, 59 jumper. His threes were good. They, they were at 79. His handles were at 50. All of his defensive stats were in the 40s. His rebounds were in the 50s. Um, his strength was 40. And, of course, that jumping, you nailed the dirt. It was one hundy. So, uh, yeah, that's how you build a bust right there. Oh, good yeah. Lord. Yeah, that's a pretty a pretty unique player to be drafted in the lotto. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, his grades on the outside, they... they I think he had a B plus, A minus grade set. Scoring. He did. He, his scoring grades were really good. And so, you know, I uh, I rolled the dice on him and, and took him. I mean, I and I think at that point, and I'll have to go back eventually, but I think at that point with the players that were left on the draft, like, he wasn't a terrible selection at that point. Like, I didn't reach for him. There was really nothing on the board at that point, and I just took the guy with the best scoring grades, and he just happened to be Swaggy P. So, I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, we've, we've hit that time of the podcast dirty. We're going to make some predictions here. We're going to uh, take a look at each uh, conference. We're going to, you know, give me your playoff teams and uh, give me your champion out uh, east and west. I'll do the same since it's just the two of us. Usually I have my guests do it. But since it's just, you know, we're a two-man band right here, we're going we're gonna to break it down ourselves. So start out east. Give me your top uh, – give me your playoff teams out east. All eight of them? Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever, however many you want to go. If you feel like, you know, after five – I'm going the ones that have a chance to, to make some noise there you in go. the playoffs. Um, obviously – the Bullets, the Sixers, and the Bulls, I think, is your first tier. I'll say I'll throw the Raptors in there, too. I'll say the Raptors, Sixers, Bullets, Bulls are your top tier, with the Bullets and Bulls being the 1-2, and the Sixers and Raptors being the 3-4. And I think you can you can maybe see that. Then it'll meet. I like the Nets, man. I, I know dude, he's just like ass raped people along the way in the rebuild, and that's what's kind of irritating to me because I feel like nobody will do shit with me, like, trade-wise. They'll make me, like, pay the iron price on that shit. Like, no, no, you're going to have to give me what I want. But then with these, like, with Heaves and Ank and some of these other players, you know, GMs, they're, you know, I guess I've, you know, I've done some raping back in my day, trading for, like, Dr. J for um, Newman or whatever. I went for Ankles. I mean, I guess I've done it before, but, man, I, I I like his squad. I think he'll be the five. Sam Jones is pretty damn good young player and, envy, you know, a beast. And, I, I like you said, I, Neek, he's kind of disappointing, obviously, but I think he'll be the five and the Heat will be the six. 
So that's and then I think the bullets will. will oh shit! I don't know. Yeah, bullets or bulls. I'm gonna go bullets. Bullets will go back to the to the finals. It's really hard. That Kyrie Jesus one two is it's pretty phenomenal. It's it was almost like what Brandon and Butler were five years ago. Yeah. So uh, I think that, it's probably. I think. I think Irving is. I think Irving is. I think Jesus is as good as Butler. I think they're on par with each other, if not maybe slightly better Jesus. But I think Irving is better than than Butler uh, is, or uh, Butler at his peak. And Butler was a three time. You know, he. Brandon, you mean? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Brandon. I mean, yeah, I mean, Butler. Uh, Butler and, and Jesus, sorry, I've been drinking way too fucking much. Uh, <laughs> Jesus and oh, Butler. Oh, man, like, but Brandon in his prime, though, was pretty fucking solid. Well, yeah, he was a three-time MVP, man. He he won that's, that's, he won it three years in a row, so. That's what um, I'm saying. I mean, he, his field goal percentage was, you know, 50, you know, 49, 49, hit 48. That's what Kyrie's, I think Kyrie just might have a longer longevity of, of it, and Brandon had maybe like a five-year spurt, but the thing too is, is it was a stem dunk showed up in the in the West, and then Kyrie showed up. So they're all great point guards, you know. Yeah. So who you think you said the you got the uh, the bullets out out east? Yeah, I got the bullets out east. Yeah, I'm I'm with you too, man. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go with the bullets out east. I think they're gonna repeat. I think, uh, like you said, the top tier is definitely the Bulls, Sixers, Bullets, Raptors. Um, after that, there's another tier, and I think that's probably Hornets, Nets, Knicks, probably the Heat. Um, I still think they're good enough to make the playoffs. So that those will probably be your four, but I think there's a, definitely a um, step down after those top four in the East. I think any of those top four in the East could get out. I just think the Bullets are just way too strong, and I think the Bullets are going to come back out. How about out West, uh, Dirty, how you like the West and how you think that breaks down? And uh, I think it'll – the Kings, Rockets, Timberwolves, um, maybe Suns and Clippers. Then just depending on what you decide, if you're gonna do Butler, if you're gonna trade some picks to try to try to get a, a point guard, I think you'll be right there in four five spot. Um, I think the East is definitely gonna win it all, but I think the Kings will probably. Didn't the Kings lose to the Bulls last year? Yeah. Oh uh, no! Actually, the Kings lost no, to the Timber Wolves. Timberwolves yeah. did, and then right. the Wolves got annihilated. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how that. Well, it's just a sim thing. But, man, honestly, I think the Kings will be the one. The Rockets will be the two. Oh, you know, the three. Anyways, he gets. I think. I don't know. I, my team scares me to be honest. I'm really, really scared. I'd, I'd say the Suns are going to be the two seed. I think I'll probably be like the five. But that just depends on preseason's so out out there, you know. And if if I can have a good year out of uh, the Hound and Porter, I think I'll be able to beat the Suns. But they're, I don't know. I think the Suns will be the two seed, and I think the Kings will will come out and face the Bullets, and the Bullets will win two in a row. Yeah, I uh, I think my West is it's probably a three man race. I think Rockets, Wolves, and Kings. I think any of those three could probably come out of the West. I don't know. I think everybody is probably a small step behind those guys. Um, but, you know, the West is still in very deep. But I think uh, I'm going to go. I think I'm the go Wolves with, were a one-year wonder, man. Personally. Do you? I mean, they still got some good players. Their big man is like you and me out there. 
Yeah, and then, that's, that's um, true. Like you said, it just depends on Sim. I guess if Sim, Sim, Dunk, can, Sim Dunk can push him through. Yeah. Sim Dunk reminds me of uh, Jason Kidd. He just explodes in the playoffs and just plays so much better in the playoffs. Not that he's bad in the regular season, but he seems to be like a killer in the playoffs. So, um, you know, he's he was able to knock off uh, off of Knight, and Knight's a really good player. So, I mean, I, I still think I mean, you're probably right there. I, I'm going to go with either the Rockets or the Kings, uh, probably the Kings, just because, you know, his, his crew's still really, really good. I think he did take a step back by moving Bismack. But you know, Al Alvaro is is still a decent player. I think if twenty, I think twenties will be the one to make a trade if he needs to. I'm not sure if Ward is up to speed with how the players are built to really make the essential trade to really uh, put him over the edge. So I think it's going to be another. I think it's going to be Kings and and Bullets. And I'm with you, dude. Uh, the East is just. I I think the top four in the East are better than the top three or four in the West. And and I think it's 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 clear that it, they're better. And, and I think that the those wizards are just filthy and they're going to, I mean, those bullets are filthy and they're going to win it all. So I'm with you. Wizards, uh, win it all. A KN repeats. And we're going to see his mug on that watermark for, for at least another season, man. So with that being said, dirty, we'll, we'll conclude this podcast. I, I always appreciate when uh, people jump on. It's good to get you on. This was strictly sim talk. This was straight business tonight, which is good. Um, we've had some really uh, <laughs> uh, fucking crazy podcasts, so it's cool to get straight business one going in. This is this is straight talk. Uh, it's great stuff. Um, get a shout out. Uh, final words to the league. Whatever you want to say. Uh, call your shot. Whatever you want to do, man. This is your time. Go ahead. I'll just. Uh... Tell everybody that at, on the All Star Break Day 60, maybe I'll say you're right, and that Porter trade was terrible. But until then, he's still creeping on my uh, profile picture. If y'all haven't noticed, looks like he's right there next to Melanie's ear, looking all black. He's he's, he's going to be a solid player in this league for a long time. That's what Jason Garrett said. <laughs> Uh, and with that said, I appreciate everyone else that uh, hopped onto the podcast. Sean Odin, soup for a few minutes, uh, even though he wasn't a little bit under the weather with the cough or whatever it was. Um, you know, I know you guys had company, so I appreciate you guys getting on there. As always, I love everybody in the in the league. Uh, new GMs, good luck. Uh, stay away from Hebes, he'll rape you. Stay away from Ank, he'll rape you. They're both really uh, shady individuals. They're nice guys, but when it comes to GM. Be careful. Run all your shit past soup. Um, And everyone to the next podcast, man. Take care. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.